Warning! This show contains adult themes and language, including death at our own hands. Disevidentia is an inability to reliably process evidence, and this is a podcast all about it. This episode was released on January 4th, 2022, and we are discussing disevidentia because it is clear millions of radioactive conspiracy theorists are suffering from it. I am Mako. And I am Squeaky. We discuss logic and evidence because L.A. Noir trained us to press X to doubt. You can support us by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash disevidentia. If you spent all of your money on video games to quench an infinite burning rage, you can still like, subscribe, and leave a review to help us out. If you have a paper you have written or a small business to plug, let us know. Today we are going to discuss a bunch of things that did and didn't kill people in 2021. So, like, everything? I suppose that is more inclusive than we intended. Er. <laughs> I'll edit the R out. Oops. We should have proofread and made sure that there was a complete sentence on that last line I had, but yeah. we made it work, right? I think so. Okay. Okay, so we had another episode where we weren't made aware of any corrections. Either we're getting better or people have stopped submitting corrections to us. I think it's a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B, personally. I definitely think we, we've said things that need correcting. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what they are, otherwise they'd be issuing a correction right now. That's how corrections work generally, yes. So what if we incentivize our listeners to try to give us more corrections? Depends on the incentive, but that could be very incentivizing, yes. Well, after last episode, I guess we'll have to remove ball chortling. That didn't go over so well. That came as a surprise to no one. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, we do want to hear about corrections from everybody in our audience. So we were thinking that if you find something in our show that we need to issue a correction for, if you share that on social media, make sure that we hear about it. We always put the links out there for our social media. You link to that episode, tell us what the, the correction needs to be. We'll research and put a correction in the ne next episode and ship you one of our flash drives with all of our episodes. Uh, they are pretty good flash drives. We both use them for personal uses. Wink, wink. Oh, my God. Personal uses. No, seriously, I have it on my keys with my keychain. I do stick things on it. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, they're really nice, and we've sent out four of them to people who've uh, supported us in, in giveaways in the past, so hit them up on Twitter. All four of them are on there. Yep. Uh, a few of them have posted really good uh, images of the flash drives and... Oh, we should get some action shots. Action shots? I don't know what kind of action a flash drive gets into, but I imagine being like thrown clear of an explosion or, you know, diving from a helicopter to a boat or something. You know, just any action movie action shots would be great. I mean, when you were describing all of that, my mind immediately went to just put a flash drive, like draw a good beefy arm on it and for good measure and uh, put it in a pose with an attractive woman, just like it's a James Bond or something. Instead of like an attractive woman, it's just another one of the flash drives in a wig of some kind. I don't fucking know. Like the cover art to any 80s action movie yeah still spoof 80s movies but just do it flash drives all the way down yeah and when you zoom in on the gun that the flash drive is wielding it's just more flash drives. brilliant yeah <laughs> so uh one thing we did miss i don't know if this is a correction the news came out after we recorded but just before we released the episode uh there was an amazon worker who was out delivering packages during the tornadoes yeah. They radioed in or called in to, to drop their stuff off, and they were told they'd be fired if they came back to the warehouse with any packages. So that was pretty ridiculous. We'll go ahead and have a link to that. The source we have for that is The Verge. Mm -hmm. And we also have one more patron supporting us. Uh, Rachel Walters is supporting us at the evidence supporter level. So thank you very much for that. We appreciate it. Thank you. 
And as always, there's a bunch of ways to get a hold of us. We have a lot of different contact points on the different social medias. You can support us or reach out to us at patreon.com slash disevidentia. Uh, we have a subreddit, r slash disevidentia. Tweet at us at disevidentia. You can watch these podcasts on YouTube or talk to us directly on Discord or email us at contact at disevidentia.com. Discord link can be found in the show notes. Thank you. <laughs> I totally spaced that. Ah, I fucking hate this game. Did the game make you violent, Squeaky? Abso-fucking-lutely. Hold on. Is that Tetris? Not getting a long piece makes me want to use all of the Second Amendment. Whoa, 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 whoa. Calm down. Calm down. You are gaming on a machine from ABK Customs. You can play any game you want. Yeah, I suppose so. Here you go. Calm down with some Bulletstorm, Postal 2, Mortal Kombat, PUBG, Unreal Tournament, God of War, Call of Duty, and Doom. Oh, thanks. Those are all great games to relax to. And with this PC assembled by experts custom for my gaming needs, it'll be everything I need. And anyone ordering a new custom PC can save 10% by using code EVIDENCE at abkcustoms.com. News in COVID. Normally we try to move the COVID minute around to get to the main content, but if we're talking about things that'll kill you in 2021... COVID was definitely one of the uh, top contenders. Yeah. This is still a bit morbid, so maybe we move through this one to get to the funny deaths. Maybe. You're just staring at me like, how could you say that? Well, I mean, the circumstances are funny. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Let's just get through this. Okay, okay. Right now we're sitting at about 5.4 million deaths worldwide. About 840,000 of those are just in the U.S. We are still leading the numbers on that. So Trump has made America great again. We're number one. (sighs) We are number one here. You brought up a... Yeah. So uh, going over COVID headlines, one thing that caught my eye was just how aggressively cases in Florida, for example, are surging. They reported on the numbers for the week last Sunday uh, before our recording that there were 124,865 cases of COVID-19 reported, and that was up 332.9% over the previous week. That's a fuckload. What are they doing down there? I mean, nothing with masks or vaccines, clearly, but what else are they doing? Yeah, well, yeah, the state is pushing a whole lot of uh, anti-mask, anti-vaccine propaganda down there, which is why this one's uh, easily the most predictable explosion of covid I wish we could, I I don't want to say I wish we could be in a pandemic, but if we have to be in a pandemic, I wish we could be in one that wasn't relevant to this show. It'd be nice. We just don't need propaganda about a deadly disease, not hurting people, and then it kills a bunch of people. The source went on to say that hospital admissions were up to 4,979 that week compared to 3,039 from the previous week. So that is also an aggressive jump up. So from about 3,000 to just about 5,000. Yeah. Yeah, that's an extra 2,000 or so cases. Yep. That's a lot. And that's actually admissions. That means that there's 5,000 new ones this week compared to 3,000 new ones the week before. Yes. Well, that is terrible. But there have been some changes on uh, uh, the basic guidance. People have been talking about Omicron and are freaking out. I still don't have all of the information on it. Things are changing so fast that it's hard to follow this and keep it straight. So just deferring to experts continues to seem like a good idea. Like the CDC right now, and we'll link, we have a, a cdc.gov page where they're recommending pretty much all of the same things. Keep, keep wearing masks, keep your distance, keep getting vaccines and boosters. And it seems like in general, if you are vaccinated, 
you're not likely to suffer a severe case of Omicron, even if you get it. Yeah. It does break through the booster, but it, a lot of people have been reporting sniffle-like conditions, like it feels like a cold, if you have the vaccine and are boosted. But then we have a few deaths that have been reported that are just from unvaccinated people. As far as I know so far, I'm sure we'll get some vaccinated deaths soon, but the statistics are going to be extremely lopsided on this if the vaccine works at all. Yeah, we have no reason to believe it's going to be anything other than pretty much more of what we've already seen. Yeah, and the CDC also shortened their quarantine recommendation time. If you're asymptomatic and you can wear masks the whole time you're around other people, they've shortened it down to five days. So they don't think people will be spreading COVID longer, you know, any further out than that most of the time. (sighs) So that helps some people, somewhat. I guess. There's been some cynicism around this. I don't have any links to sources, but I've heard some people saying that they think this is just a way to get people pushed back into the economy faster. It almost certainly is. You think? Well, so I don't know. I imagine governments and agencies being multiple people. I imagine the motivations differ from person to person. I would completely believe that some of the motivations are economical. And while it does make some sense on the surface of it for asymptomatic people to have less strict requirements, the problem with this is that a lot of this is based on an honor system. And people who should be quarantining for more than five days are going to read this and they're going to be like, oh, yeah, clearly that's me. Kaderp. So they're going to be like, well, I'm asymptomatic. All I've got is a little bit of coughing and sneezing. That's normal for me. Oh, yeah, that's that's definitely going to be someone. I see what you're saying. It gives it gives leverage to, to shitheads to be shittier. Yeah. Well, but that's all nuance. <laughs> it is. And but like the, the motivations for making this happen, I, I think it's there's a few different reasons. Some of this I do believe is fact based. Some of it I do believe is economic recovery focused. And some of it is just people wanting to put something out there to make it look like there is a light at the end of the tunnel for the pandemic because a lot of people are experiencing in different ways burnout over the pandemic as a whole yeah this is dragged on for it's going to be two whole years soon so if you can give something to the people where you're giving them a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel as i said before then that can have some value and i'm sure that's a motivation for some people that decided to change the guidance as well well Even if we're going to be cynical and say that the guidance isn't uh, all from purely a place of science, listening to the CDC's cynical advice is definitely better than listening to Kevin Sorbo? Apparently. The (laughs) dude has just gone off the rails. Do you want to read the tweet or should I? I will read the tweet. So, Kevin Sorbo, December 24th, 2021, on 3.43 p.m. from his iPhone. (laughs) He's too dumb to turn that off? Yep. Uh, He tweeted, quote, if you're perfectly healthy and your family makes you get a COVID shot or test just to see them for Christmas, get a new family, end quote. Yeah, so don't seek medical advice from celebrities. That that tweet is going to get a few people killed statistically. Yeah. And just because Kevin Sorbo is washed up, do not take that as a statement on his hygiene or medical credentials. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) So yeah, there's a few obvious problems with this. The Probably the biggest obvious one is that somehow Kevin Sorbo, not knowing who you are or what your existence is or any of the extenuating circumstances for anything is, is giving you advice on 
getting a new family, as if you can just go to a convenience store and pick one up. I'm sure he's just being sarcastic with that part of it. Yeah, maybe. The part I take issue with is the the general opposition towards preventing the spread of disease. Well, he... His comment about getting a new family is he's he's highlighting that he thinks that people that are taking the pandemic seriously are hyperbolic and need to calm down. I want to see Kevin Sorbo get this. I want to see him tweeting from a ventilator. (laughs) It won't change anything. We've had lots of people who say the pandemic is fake. It's not a big deal. And then they tweet from a ventilator and it seems like the people who need to see that never do. He is just wrong i mean because he does say it it makes it look like it's reasonable by saying if you're perfectly healthy yeah but you don't fucking know that you don't have an internal sense of i have a disease or not right there's tons of people spreading this who are pre-symptomatic it's better than saying asymptomatic and it's part of why the cdc's guidance is five days if you're pre-symptomatic on day three or four usually you get worse you start coughing and sneezing and running a fever and you're really fucking contagious right there but you don't have an internal sense of i'm contagious or not that just isn't one of the senses humans are equipped with yeah yeah if people are being responsible and quarantining and then taking every conceivable protection beyond the, the quarantines as well that's one thing kind of but that's clearly not the sentiment that kevin sorbo is going for here the sentiment is that pretty much get over the virus is what he's saying <sighs> well fuck the first time i read that my brain parsed it as death by our own hands and i was like whoa I mean, a lot of these are death by our own hands. More personal than that. I thought you were implying we, the podcast hosts, were murdering people. We have a whole hour left. What? So there is this, I don't want to say widely held belief, because it really isn't widely held outside of suburban soccer moms and the media, but this notion (laughs) that video games cause violence the video games are substantially influential it's in the development of people it's a wrong persistent idea just like how i thought and a lot of other people think that glass is a liquid it's super wrong there's no reason to believe it but you know enough people say it you're gonna believe it because well if it wasn't true then why do so many people say it yeah it's just more of that human desire to trust the people around us one of the best quotes i've seen uh, uh, aside from the pac-man quote <laughs> Pac-Man quotes pretty fucking fantastic. Well, they have to say it now. Okay, let me let me pull it up. Don't forget to throw the source in there for the Pac-Man quote. <laughs> okay, I found a, a Reddit post. It's good enough. It's not great. They're linking to Wikipedia, but apparently the quote on Wikipedia was removed. Nice. Okay, so the Pac-Man quote goes, If Pac-Man had affected us as kids, we'd all be running around in dark rooms, munching pills, and listening to repetitive electronic music. So simple and so stupid. If what about eating ghosts? <laughs> Not a lot of us are doing that either. Well, if you are munching the right pills, you might be convinced you're eating ghosts. <laughs> those are some good pills. Can we get them as a sponsor? <laughs> no. I can't finish saying that shit. For those of you that are listening that are unaware of the existence of raves, he just described a rave. <laughs> I don't know. Raves have more dancing than Pac-Man, but okay. Yeah, maybe. And of course, one of the comments that I'm I'm seeing in this Reddit thread is Lindsay Lohan may must have loved this game as a kid. (laughs) Terrible. Fucking, I don't even. Okay. Anyway, uh, the the second best quote on this topic I've ever heard, and this is not something I can source, unfortunately, because it was came up in a conversation with somebody. But they said uh, video games absolutely do influence kids as they're growing up, which perfectly explains the explosion of civil engineers in 2000. Which game? SimCity. Sim City? <laughs> Fuck. So good. 
<laughs> so good. Did we experience an explosion of civil engineers? No. <laughs> like, but everyone fucking played SimCity 2000. So it for and when we say everybody in both of these contexts, clearly we're talking about people in a given age demographic. Yeah. And if you haven't had a chance to go back and play some of these old games, if, even if you're younger, you know, Pac-Man has a certain addictive quality to it. Yeah. We So not literally everybody, of course, yeah. but it definitely had the kind of market penetration where you might think that that was the case. Like not everyone has seen Game of Thrones, but if you talk to a random stranger, you're going to have pretty good odds that they have seen Game of Thrones and that you'll be able to engage in a conversation with them about it. And even if they haven't seen it, there's a real chance that they they know references to it yeah and that's how big sim city was during mako and i's childhood yeah you yeah. just you had a really easy time talking to strangers about it because it was just that common it was on all the computers at the the, the different schools i went to yeah. up through high school yeah yeah i, I don't have a pr propensity to build cities that's that's a really good point again though we like to defer to experts yes so i've got a meta study i like these meta study things because they went out and cited a whole bunch of other studies mm -hmm. i will link to this study and several others this one was from pnas.org penis 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 no the, the the fuck what was it was the, oh God, let me find it. It was the penis. The Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences of the United States of America. Okay, that's not penis. P-NAS. That's what I said. <sighs> Moving on. The Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences of the United States of America and a few others, including one that takes nearly the exact opposite stance that I take from Harvard. And they're linked at health.harvard.edu. In their study, they they pointed out that 97% of kids played video games and 67% of kids have played violent video games and that the different ways that we measure aggression, they're not smooth or, or seamless and it's, it's hard to get a good objective rating for this. And even when they do get some measurement, there's rarely a consistent correlation. So forget about causation. If you want to prove that A leads to B, first you have to find a correlation between these things. And then if there's a correlation, you have to figure out what it takes to say, okay, A causes B. In a lot of cities, there's a correlation between ice cream sales and crime. Well, just noting that there's a correlation isn't good enough. Correlations can imply causation, but they don't guarantee it or necessitate it. Ice cream doesn't cause crime, but heat, temperature, the ability to be outside instead of out in the snow, definitely correlate with ice cream sales and casual crimes of opportunity. If, if you can't even get to correlation, the thought's fucked. But then once you get to correlation, you have to then get to a mechanism that causes it. Yeah. Now, not all of the experts agree that video games don't cause violence and don't cause aggression. Is this another one of those cases where they're like four out of five dentists say one thing and you're left thinking, who the hell is that one dentist? <laughs> um, almost. Uh, back to the meta-analysis to explain. Uh, the one published in PNAS. <laughs> they found that if you average a large amount of these studies, that you can find some correlation with violence. But they also point out, and let me read a quote from the study, Ferguson has leveled four criticisms at research purporting to show that video game violence increases real-world aggression. Many studies that support such a link use measures of, quote, non-serious, end quote, aggression. In example, accessibility of aggression-related words, aggression-related feelings, that inflate effect size estimates. Many studies do not include important covariates as statistical controls, and hence any observed effects may be spurious consequences of third-variable relationships. Okay, that's the end of that quote. Again, that's in PNAS, uh, the link's in the show notes. But what that means is every time that these studies have shown aggression, they're not using actual aggression. They're not using violence. They're using aggression-related words, things that society tolerates. And 
the scientists aren't using appropriate controls to weed out things like wealth, uh, race, socioeconomic conditions, education. So if they're not taking these into control and just saying, ah, you have video games, they're not doing their due diligence working on correlation and causation as we discussed earlier. And another quote, that this goes straight to the bias of these papers to produce a result. In the scientific world, if you produce results, you're more successful. Let me, re let me read this quote. There is a bias to publish studies supporting a video game violence to aggression link as opposed to those reporting a null effect. And even if one accepts the existence of a video game violence to aggression relationship, the estimated effect size typically reported is exceedingly weak. When you weed out the poorly done papers, you wind up with like 15 of them, and 14 all agree there's no correlation. Ah, lovely. <laughs> Why don't we pick on just one of the bad ones from some Chinese scientists? Oh, God. Okay. And they have this ridiculous URL that's from some National Institute of Health in China. But they, they managed to get 547 undergraduates together, and they were able to ask them about which of them play violent video games, and they were able to correlate some aggression onto this. So let me just heap on all the problems with this study. Sure. First, it's small. What's the sample size? 547. That's not as bad as I feared. It's not and, great, but it's not terrible. It's only Chinese undergrads. That is a little bit specific, yes. And they do pretty much all the stupid things that that other scientist was complaining about. One of their metrics for aggression was not making eye contact and word choice. But they do have some academic rigor. They cite a bunch of competing papers and try to explain why they disagree. Oh, good for them. <laughs> Confident. <laughs> and they only have a confidence value of 95%, or to flip that around, that's a p-value of 5%, meaning that there's a 1 in 20 chance they're just wrong. Yeah. So if 19 other papers disagree, so like 95% of them, um, you'd expect 1 in 20 papers to get this wrong if they all have a confidence of 95%. Yeah. And then... Their correlation amount, super tiny. Only 9% of their weird metrics for measuring aggression were attributable to video game exposure by their own metrics. Oh. But they reported variances in their self-reported numbers by up to as much as 14%. So their correlation is smaller than the... Yeah, so it's a garbage in, garbage out situation. Fun. It wasn't blinded, and blinded means that you're hiding from the... Uh, both the participants and, and the, the researchers, uh, the results of the experiment. And ideally, you want an experiment that's double-blinded, so the people performing the experiment aren't the ones who are drawing the conclusions. That prevents any sort of accidental putting your hand on the scale to adjust the experiment one way or the other. Yeah. So they didn't even have a single blind. Everybody knew going into what was going on. This was just open to all kinds of bullshit. I'll find some easy-to-grok example video on blinding, and I'll make sure to include that in the show notes. And I'm not picking on these people just because they're Chinese or just because they're on the other side, but when you look at every paper, every study claiming there's a correlation between video games and violence, they're all of this low quality. This paper is just poorly assembled. And you'll find that universally. And sometimes you'll find that on the side saying there is no correlation, but then you can find a bunch of others that just have really high quality. It seems to be something that goes through the rounds every five or so years. It's brought up again. People think that, oh, there's this new proof that clearly video games cause violence. And then there's another rounds of study. And then it's the same thing. It's like, no, no, they're not. And this also just flies in the face of the evidence we have. Yeah. If we know that 67% of all kids everywhere play violent video games, games you'd expect crime to be on the rise but it just isn't yeah in most places even us here in the ultra-violent u.s violent crime is on the decline and we'll go ahead and cite back to episode five where we poured through the bureau of justice agency statistics something no just the 
Now you can't remember it. I've infected you. The Bureau of Justice Statistics, I think is what it is, but I'm not actually sure anymore. Yeah, I think it is. I think that, but why, don't trust me on that. Yeah, no, of course not. Trust our research in Evidence 5. We wrote it down and we recorded it. Yes. But violent crime is definitely down. Yes. If two thirds of people are playing violent video games, why isn't crime going up? Why has it been going down? Yeah, especially in like in the last two decades when like violent video games have started to really take hold. Like what? Yeah, our sponsor spot. Didn't we list like half a dozen violent video games? Yeah. So what what hasn't crime just skyrocketed in the last two decades because of all of these games? Yeah, the first game we list, Bulletstorm, is all about shooting people with guns to get murder combos. Well, hold on, hold on. It's not just shooting people with guns. You're also kicking people, you're impaling people, you're whipping them around with a lightning whip into other environmental hazards, and yes, you're trying to combo these things together for a maximum score of maximum murder. And yet we have no one doing this in real life. Zero attacks with a lightning whip. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's so dumb. So this section has to be necessarily short. There's only so many times we can say that there's no evidence for this thing. And here's the counter evidence. There's no increase in violent crime, but there's a huge increase in video game playing and violent video game playing. Yeah. Now, I will argue playing Tetris will make you fucking violent. Those well, long pieces won't fucking come. Okay, so aside from Tetris anger, there is something to be said about lag in online video games and the anger that causes. Ugh, I, okay, I feel you there. You'll be totally in the lead. Your internet connection will cut out for one second and you'll just get killed like 14 times and you just don't know how. Yeah, you're like, oh, this is the Hail Mary I need in order to win the match. And then your internet just chokes right there for only the necessary moments in order to lose. Ugh. Yeah, Ugh. that feels bad. That feels real bad. I'm going to stop playing online games. <laughs> No. Single player games only. No. Internet connections are getting more stable. Uh, so, since this section has to be short, we figured we would just segue into a bunch of other things that disevidentia sufferers claimed would kill us. Today we are going to discuss a bunch of things that you did and... Wait, not you. A bunch they of things were... that you did to kill people in 2021. Yes. Sign up for REM to offset your carbon emissions so you can kill fewer people in 2022. Talking about you, Billy. Sorry. <laughs> um... Apologies to any Billy listeners out there. Did you want to talk a little bit about 5G? Oh, my God. Okay. So 5G is the fifth generation cellular network technology. So it's not even just one thing. It's like a bunch of different technologies. Yeah, of course. There's a lot of things that go into creating a cellular network. So this is kind of like when people say the vaccine will manipulate your DNA. Well, which vaccine? There's like seven of them and a bunch of them are just normal vaccines. It's like... Well, the implication <sighs> is all of them in that case. Yeah, which is just not coherent. No. <sighs> well, if you're ignorant enough, anything can seem coherent. <laughs> yeah, you can solve any problem with enough ignorance or brute force. Uh, but anyway... So yeah, it's a technology that's being rolled out. A bunch of people that are listening are probably already familiar with 5G. I've known a couple of people that even needed to recently upgrade their phones for the sake of 5G. Me? I'm one of those. Yeah. Cricket kicked me off. That sucked. Yeah, Squeaky is one of them. So 5G is a pretty common thing for a lot of people. And in the buildup to establishing a bunch of 5G towers in the necessary service areas, and still ongoing to this day, a bunch of people have been trying to argue about about the dangers of 5G. And in some cases, they have even tried to connect it to the current pandemic, saying that 5G towers are what cause COVID. We're probably going to have to do a whole episode on this, because there have been terrorist bombings of 5G towers. 
Yeah. So these networks and the companies that manage them have started to try to disguise the 5G towers in order to protect them, like trying to dress them up as trees and whatnot. And that's actually been somewhat successful, as near as I can tell. Back when 2G and 3G were new, I remember them doing that with towers just to make them less unsightly. We're now doing that as a counterterrorism measure? Yes. Podcast listeners, you can't hear, but I am just blinking because I'm literally speechless. Yes. Tree disguise as counterterrorism. Okay. Yep. Okay. So this is, of course, bullshit, and we'll cover more of the details as to why it's bullshit in a moment. But in the Netherlands recently, there were a few people that were selling some jewelry that claimed to protect you from the 5G. <laughs> which, I mean, on the face uh, of it, that doesn't make much sense. Like, how does jewelry protect you from 5G? Like, it should just be metal. How is that going to help you if it's just wrapped around your neck or your wrist or whatever? Yeah. Like, how does that help? And I'm pretty sure nobody can give me a coherent answer because I'm pretty sure there is no coherent answer. But disadvantaged sufferers don't need a coherent answer. They need no, whatever makes them happy. Uh, yeah, false for hope for the other things that they've been made fearful of. Yeah, and sometimes that false hope just needs to be emotions. Sometimes it needs to be a bad explanation. Just yeah. It's different for everybody. There's no one... Ugh. Yeah, so... Jewelry was sold in the Netherlands, advertising that it protects you from 5G. Uh, sold successfully, I guess I should add. Like, actual units were sold. Uh, but these were investigated by... Oh, let me actually pull it up and get the actual name of the authority. Okay, I'm curious. Oh, that's in a language I cannot read. I went too far. Oh, damn, look at that. Yeah. So, Dutch authorities announced, or stated that these products were actually radioactive. Which is weird, because they could just use any normal jewelry metal, claim it has 5G protections, and they wouldn't be in this shit. But no, they instead decided to use radioactive materials to create the jewelry. So, I heard that the radiation was from thorium containing either ores or thorium powders mixed into the jewelry as it was assembled. And being extremely cynical, one might say it was there so that way some effect could be felt if the jewelry were mildly warm. The person selling it might say, yeah, that warmth is it absorbing the 5G protecting you. Or if you get a little red spot on your skin or, you know, a rash or something after, you know, wearing it for a month or two or 10 or however long it takes for cancer to set in. People could say, look, that was caused by the 5G. You need to buy another bracelet to protect you. Could be, if we're going for maximum cynicism. Yeah, I don't have evidence for that. They could also just use the catchphrase, like, hey, the, what you're feeling is the toxins being filtered out. Oh my god, absolutely. That's way too common. Yeah, anytime somebody's trying to sell you something and it removes generic toxins, if they can't list specific toxins, they're full of shit. Yeah. Or they're selling you carbon, just plain old carbon. Carbon does absorb a lot of toxins, but there's problems with that and it gets packaged as a medicine because you shouldn't just eat activated carbon yeah anyway no, that's bad well so unless a doctor tells you to yeah so this yeah. radiation it, it's not like horribly radioactive like you're not going to wear this for a day and suddenly get cancer what about superpowers you're not gonna get superpowers either oh okay yeah I, trust me I'm, I'm right there with you it just is not a thing sorry should i take off this radioactive cock ring probably <laughs> I don't want to go deeper into the jokes for radioactive cock ring. <laughs> sure. Just the jokes for rashes write themselves, but I don't think I want to get that crass. Ugh. Okay, moving on. So, yeah, it's not horribly radioactive. It is something that you would have to be wearing 24 hours a day for a full year in order to receive a radiation dose that hits the limits that were set by the these same Dutch authorities as for what is safe. So quite a bit of exposure. But, I mean, for someone who's not warned about this, that thinks that they're actually being protected by 5G, 
That's not unrealistic yeah. during the course of this product. If you think that it's protecting you from something harmful, why would you ever take it off? Yeah. And plenty of people wear a bracelet or a necklace forever. Like, even in the shower? I mean, there's... Yeah. As long as it's not going to... The water isn't going to do damage to the jewelry. And looking at it, it doesn't look like jewelry that would be damaged in water. Yeah, we've got a couple sources so you can take a look at the pictures. Both of them have this pendant. Looks like it's a thick, chunky plastic thing or maybe yeah, it metal looks plastic. enamel. Yeah, But we have CTV News... Uh, .ca and techdirt.com if you want to take a look at these. Yeah. So if you don't have to take it off for things like that and you think it's protecting you, yeah, you're going to wear it. Nobody tells you otherwise. You're going to wear it for a very long time until it stops being convenient or because or until you get a better protection. So even though it seems like a lot to have to wear this 24-7 for a full year, that's entirely realistic for a lot of these people. I kind of want to make and sell Faraday cage kits now. Sell a little Faraday cage you wrap around your bed. It'll be an actual Faraday cage, but there's no reason to have a Faraday cage over your bed. But I, I, I bet we could convince these people to part with a couple hundred bucks for this. We just mail them a whole bunch of aluminum extrusion and copper mesh and some nuts and bolts. Yep, Boom, probably. Faraday cage. So, yeah, the jewelry was sold. They were told that they needed to stop selling it. It is unclear how many units were sold in the Netherlands. It is also unclear if this jewelry was sold over the internet and how far it's gotten. I mean, that part of the investigation is still ongoing. I heard some people were selling it on Alibaba, but I didn't get a good source for that. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but... Everything gets sold there. Yeah, like you said, there are... I couldn't find any sources on any such thing either. So, like video game violence, demonstrating that 5G is harmless is another one of those things where you're just trying to prove a negative. We have tons of experience using radio communications and it's been harmless. We well, know which radio or which electromagnetic frequencies are harmful, which ones generally aren't. But you have some research here? I mean, kind of. I, I had the ability to go into way more depth than this, but I was like, Ugh, this is a lot. <laughs> like, so a lot of the research that is out there is, like you said, it, it's just not harmful. And the specifics as to why it's not harmful largely come down to ionizing versus non-ionizing radiation and when you uh, and like ionizing radiation is where like actual dna damage can occur so just the higher energy frequencies move more energy per photon and when they hit material it changes the charge of it either making it negatively charged or positively charged which can cause it to change chemically it can like break molecules up or provide enough energy for two molecules to form and our dna is made out of molecules and it randomly changing <laughs> Yeah, that's bad. All these 5G technologies, they exist over frequencies that we've already known don't cause Radio this waves. kind of problem. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're in the non-ionizing radiation territory. And there's a big range of 5G frequencies. Yeah. But the ones people freak out about, or at least that I've heard people freaking out about, have been the the ones that line up with microwaves and Wi-Fi and cordless phones. <laughs> Not, not cell phones. When I say cordless phones, I, something old people have. I'll use Zoomers. It's an actual phone with no cord. It's still attached to your house, so it's kind of dumb. But it was the peak of tech back in the 80s. <laughs> okay. No? You I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, but all these things use the same frequencies. So if it was going to do whatever these things are claiming it was going to do, we'd be having these problems for the past 40 years. Well, so what I read on Wiki doesn't entirely agree with that. Really? Yeah. The Okay, so... 5G has a very large range of frequencies that it can operate at. And the a lot of the stuff that's being rolled out right now is largely 
at or close to these ranges. Uh, yes. Okay. But going forward, and even with a few uh, exceptions already, they're pushing it into higher ranges. So it's yeah, it's not all quite the same as all these things. But yet the the spec for five G says that it can go as high as fifty four gigahertz, which is much larger than the the frequencies that you were talking about before. But still, this isn't. The, the, the threshold between ionizing radiation and non-ionizing ra- radiation it is the upper end of visible light. So we're talking about all these waves that are in the same frequencies as Wi-Fi, radar, microwaves, TV transmissions, UHF, VHF, all these different frequencies. Yep. And these things are all on one side of the visible light spectrum. You have to get to the other side of visible light, and I guess visible light too, but none of these are in that ionizing space where scientists say is the harmful stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't want to say that it is impossible to be harmed by radio waves or microwaves. You absolutely can be harmed by these things, but not in a a direct ionizing radiation destroying your DNA sort of way. Which is what a lot of the claims are. The way that these things do harm people are usually related to heat. Yeah, microwaves and infrared are both great ways to transmit heat to something. That's why we cook food in a microwave. Yeah. Or at least if you're bad at cooking and kind of American about the whole mac and cheese thing. Sorry, I'm trying to appeal to our foreign listeners. We actually got a whole bunch of downloads in Germany and France over the past couple weeks. Oh. So I figure if we just mock American cooking and praise the bratwurst and French food, we can get more of them, no? I mean, praising bratwurst is pretty easy. It's very, very praiseworthy. <laughs> Not gonna lie, <laughs> we we have a, a German uh, shop here in Omaha that like I kind of want to go visit now. Edelweiss, maybe I don't know. I was introduced to it through former roommate. Okay, now I feel kind of bad about being a vegetarian. I do kind of miss bratwurst a little bit. Yeah, Dude, we should piss off all of our German listeners by cooking a bratwurst in the microwave. Why would you do this? Spite. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I, mean, I don't have a good reason. I don't agree with you, but that is a coherent response to my question. <laughs> I will not be ruining anyone's ethnic food with a microwave. Okay. Anyway, back to the thing. <laughs> so there have been multiple studies and a lot of experience about radio waves and their various applications and their effect on human health. There are adverse effects in some cases, like if you are standing right next to a, a ground station where you're they're transmitting you know, microwaves from a satellite. And you're just standing there all day. Yeah, that's going to cause some problems. It'll just make you warm. I'm pretty sure I've heard... I don't have a source for this. Ugh. I'm, I'm, I kind of want to cite Science and Futurism with Isaac Arthur. I just re-listened to his Death Ray episode, and he specifically talked about repurposing microwave satellites in an attempt to cause damage to things. Okay. And... All of the designs that scientists have put forward have opted for a big, large transmitter array in space that would broadcast microwaves down, and that the receiving antenna would be a large thing that you'd want to put, like, over a city because they like to scatter a lot. Just as they hit the atmosphere, the water and things will redirect them. Yeah. So having a small little antenna like we do for our, like, Dish TV or our, our Starlink internet, you know, isn't practical because so much of the beam loses focus. So you'd put, like a big-ass antenna over, like, a farmer's field or over a couple city blocks, and if it does get misaligned, it'd be such a small portion of the energy that it wouldn't do anything other than warm the people there, even then only by a few degrees. But I suppose if you have one of the really tightly focused ones and you point it at one motherfucker and you just blast him with all of the sun's energy, you could cause that guy problems. (laughs) So when I say problems, I don't mean, like, the dude was incinerated. Yeah, yeah, a death ray would incinerate a dude, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
That's, that's I have to go get that episode and cite it now. Damn it. Uh, but from what I, I vaguely recall hearing a while ago, uh, some dude just would be working near some of these things and just developed splitting headaches and he had no idea why. I mean, I suppose a sufficient amount of heat can cause that depending on other medical issues that the person may have. But anyway, so. Okay, I got it. So we don't want to say that like there's no way that somebody can be harmed by these things, but we got a pretty good idea of the ways that somebody could be harmed by these things. And we have a pretty good idea that these things are pretty safe. Uh, despite that, there are ongoing studies that are happening, uh, one of which is a study being conducted by the World Health Organization, and they will have a completed report published sometime in 2022. We're pretty much expecting a big nothing burger from this, right? We have no reason to believe that they're going to be like, oh, wait, actually, 5G is dangerous. Yeah, no, we're not expecting that at all. So this is just a report to placate the masses and to give more... Personally, I think even if you feel like a, a certain result is likely, you still need to do your due diligence. And that's how I want to look at this. Uh, but d yeah, we're, we're not expecting anything out of it. Yeah, okay. If it does come out with some other thing, I suppose we'd, we'll want to dig into it in that future episode. But you said, what, summer next year? Uh, well, when we publish this episode, it will be 2022. And they didn't specify oh. when. It, they're just sometime in 2022. Okay, okay. So when they put out their report, if it disagrees with what we're saying this episode, we'll touch back on it and issue some corrections. Absolutely. <sighs> well, what about some other worldwide death-causing disevidentia problems? Maybe something changing slowly over time and causing tornadoes last episode. Oh, I mean, kind of like a, a change in the climate? Like a climate change? Yeah, yeah, that one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we feel this is relevant to the topic of disevidentia because certain political elements here in the U.S. are still denying the existence of climate change when we have things like Cold snaps in Texas, freezing people to death. That was last year, so not really counting it last here. Last two years, actually. Oh, it happened twice? Yeah, the polar vortex. I mean, it, it wasn't as bad the year before as it was last year. Okay, okay. But, I mean, it still happened two years. Uh, but the tornadoes, there's, there's no way to say that those tornadoes that happened in December, for our international listeners, tornado season is spring and fall. Yeah, you need high humidity and about 85 degree weather for the start of ideal conditions for tornadoes. And that doesn't happen in December. Normally. And then ideally, you need that to meet up with another body of air that's like dry and cool. And you need those two things to hit each other, which is why you see that in Texas, Nebraska, Kansas, right? Not not where all these tornadoes hit. <laughs> these tornadoes went right over the Appalachian Mountains, which usually have pretty steady December climate. Yep. So we can't definitely say that that was climate change. That's not how it works. Climate change is a statistical problem, mm -hmm. which is why I went out and found this uh, study by Monash University that is attributing 5 million deaths to climate change. Caveats, these deaths aren't all in 2021. They're from 2000 to 2019, but the paper was released in June 2021. <laughs> Ooh, technicality. <Nice. laughs> I'll take it. They also didn't try to track a lot of the common causes that people like to say are deaths to climate change. So they didn't try to go off specific weather events. People like to say that big hurricanes were enhanced by climate change. When Hurricane Sandy hit the eastern seaboard of the U.S., a lot of people were saying that because it was huge and they were more numerous. But you can't say any specific storm is down to climate change because we just don't have the, the ability to, to make an experiment that's controlled and uncontrolled with climate change. It's just, that's just not good science. But some things we can do are predict things that we understand really well, like temperature, and see where temperatures have changed in an egregious way, and then count just deaths for that. 
And I'll link to the Monash University paper and then the Lancet, which is a, a peer-reviewed science journal. And you can both see the, the nice pretty graphics and charts and then their write-up and how they did this. And I made sure to read that and understand it well enough that I probably couldn't do it myself, but I get what they're doing. The math is really straightforward and simple for me, a software developer who did math professionally for 20 years. Maybe that's Whoa. not the best example. But didn't you always say that you're a programmer? Why should anyone expect you to do math? Well, I, I add one and subtract one and make the computer do it again and again and again. And I see how I can make a computer do this math. Okay. So you're really, really good at adding and subtracting one. Yes. That's all of my skills. Okay. I, I just want to make that clear for the audience. That's I just all. do it billions of times a second, okay? You don't do that. You tell something else to do it. Stop taking my credit. <laughs> I'm not taking your credit. The machine is. The, the, the machine wouldn't do it without me. All right. Well, anyway, this thing is really straightforward. They predicted what the temperature would have been like, what the temperature actually was, and what the amount of deaths actually would have been and what they actually were. And they were able to lump all these deaths into one of two categories. Extra deaths from heat, extra deaths from cold. That you know, got a good yin and yang thing going there, <laughs> I guess. And not surprisingly... They were able to, for this 20-year period, say, hey, yeah, here's where there's extra deaths. And we actually got a few thousand here in the U.S., and a bunch of that was from cold. Uh, but in most places, there was extra death from cold. It turns out that kills people way more reliably than extra heat. Yeah, just talking about the polar vortex from uh, Texas, we know that the polar vortex caused all sorts of secondary effects that killed people, like knocking out electricity means that... Anybody who's relying on electricity to live dies. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. that knocks out your like, freezer and you have no food, or it, it prevents your car from charging, you can't get to town for your medicine, or, yeah. or you're on a ventilator. Yeah, ventilators are a pretty direct way. To, yeah, yeah. So there's secondary effects there that we know killed people in Texas. There were millions who died from cold in Asia and Africa. Uh, and they pulled China out from the rest of Asia because China's a special case in a lot of ways. But uh, just about a million died from cold in China. And just under a million, if I recall, it was like 850,000, something like that, died in total in Europe. So Europe and the U.S. are getting off really light on this climate change death thing. I mean, except the tornadoes and hurricanes. But we had those already, so yeah. we got used to it. Just for reference, this paper was uh, funded and supported by the Australian Research Council and the Australian National Health and Medical Research Council. So I'm not going to say those groups are apolitical, but they're at least not playing politics in the U.S. or Europe where our listeners are largely concentrated. So I think they're nice and neutral for us. And none of their, none of their academic workings seem to be based in bullshit, the way I teased apart that... Uh, paper promoting the correlation of video games and violence earlier yeah, yeah and hey if you feel guilty about that we have a sponsor oh for god's sakes <laughs> okay no ren you can uh offset your carbon emissions just click the link in the show notes god this is so self-serving i feel terrible don't feel terrible it oh. is what it is okay then sign up for ren they'll fund all sorts of carbon capture projects like planting trees or helping displaced refugees not emit carbon okay let's move on this is okay. terrible yeah <laughs> Uh, I gathered some sources on white supremacy. Or I gathered a source on white supremacy possibly killing you. Okay. But we also have Kyle Rittenhouse. That whole thing happened this year. Yeah. And that killed two people. Two people. Injured a third. Yeah. He probably wouldn't have brought a gun to a protest if not for white supremacy. Yeah. Yeah. So. It, even if it wasn't white supremacy directly, it unquestionably was secondary effects of white supremacy that yeah, caused him to bring a gun. There's a huge overlap of white supremacists and Second Amendment rights activists. Yeah. Ugh. Why do these 
things have to be entangled. There are hypothetically good ways to approach the Second Amendment, and Second Amendment's activists use none of them. Anyway, we have a link in the show notes to uh, AP News. Uh, There's a veteran who, after serving in the military, was contacted by the FBI and asked to infiltrate the KKK. And he did. For something like 10 years, he attended meetings, gathered notes, gathered identifying information about KKK members, and he stopped uh, two different plots to kill people of color. Oh my god. So he was wearing a wire, he was recording what people were saying, and he got to know these people for 10 solid years. Yeah. And then the FBI relocated him, gave him a new name, gave him a fake history, did the whole witness protection thing, because he went to trial and spoke against these people. And they've actually, if you read in the article, they tracked him down through witness protection. And he's been approached by members of the KKK and threatened. And he has felt it necessary to carry a gun with him at all times and to install motion-sensitive cameras on his house. So he's really damaged his life and prospects going forward and made real enemies. So white supremacy hasn't killed this guy yet, but it just might. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. He also put forward personal testimony. I normally don't value that very highly, but for somebody who's in a very unique position and an expert on the KKK, but he put forward uh, personal testimony to us and documented and gave that to the FBI, uh, active attempts by white supremacist groups to infiltrate various police organizations at different levels, local, federal, city, and government agencies. So they're organized. They're trying to gain political power any way they can. Yeah. That's not very cheery. No, no. I mean, we're not here to be cheery, but... We we can't make jokes about anything? We can make jokes. It's just how tasteless do we want to be? We don't want to be tasteless. Well, what if this next set of deaths come in six delicious flavors, including chamomile and lemon? <sighs> I mean, as long as it's flavorful death, I guess. <sighs> so I'm sure plenty of our listeners already heard about how an essential oil spray made by Better Home and Gardens and sold exclusively at Walmart, was determined to be the cause of six infections and a death. We will use WebMD as a source, and... (sighs) Sorry, I'm just trying to assemble my thoughts on this because it's so ridiculous. Homeopathy is normally harmless because it's nothing. It's let's dilute some chemical until there's none of it left and give people water and let people heal on their own. Essential oils was a variation on this where you took the smelly bit out of something, diluted it a whole bunch until there was nothing except maybe the smell. And it turns out if you just put a whole bunch of water and a tiny bit of nutrients, plenty of bacteria can live in that. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. And this one bacteria, Burkholderia pseudomeli. I don't know if that's how it's pronounced, but various scientific papers have described it as causing a necrotizing pneumonia. I'll go ahead and link to that, Science Direct. Necrotizing. Yeah, it, it, it eats your lungs and your lungs die. Okay. So it kills you slowly and horribly over the course of several days. Lovely. One paper described it as, quote, potential biowarfare or bioterrorism agents. It's pretty bad. Yeah. So you just go pick that up at Walmart. Yep. For all your bioterrorism needs, look to Walmart. Yeah, it was linked to six infections across uh, Kansas, Texas, Oklahoma, Florida. I guess in the cold, it didn't fare as well further up north. But they recalled all of it. There were 3,900 bottles that were in stock at various stores, and they've been pulled. If you still have some of this by some weird quirk of fate, the CDC is... Not recommending that you dump it or handle it. Just throw it in multiple bags, so like Ziploc bags, put it in a box, clearly label it, bring it back to Walmart. Walmart will both accept your return and they'll give you an extra $20 gift card. And anything that's been touched by it, just disinfect with regular household cleaners, Lysol or just whatever sprays you have that kill germs. If it says it kills germs, it kills this. And then if you have any, if you have it in any cloth, wash it and dry it completely in a heated dryer. That usually kills this. 
And if you've used it in the past month and feel really sick, go to the doctor, because this killed one in six people who got sick with it, and catching it early is the best way to survive. You just sneezed. I'm not sure if the microphone picked it up. Probably. I don't know. Have you been spraying essential oils? Uh, I, not to your knowledge. Do I need to go to a doctor? No, you're fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You protest quite a bit. It's fine. Next, you're going to tell me I have to worry about quicksand or other jungle hazards. Are you going to the jungle? No, but all of the media of my childhood, countless stories, TV shows, convinced me quicksand would be part of my adult life. Okay. Um, I do remember as a childhood thinking, like, oh, if I ever find myself in quicksand, this is good information to know. But, uh, yeah, I, I didn't have the same takeaway from that stuff. So, you're saying that jungle hazards just aren't a problem for anybody? I wouldn't go that far. Uh, yes, yes. You're not taking the segue. Come on, man. Come I on. Just, oh, God. Okay, fine. <laughs> so... I mean, yeah, if you're venturing into the jungle or anything vaguely jungle-like, then you, you you need to be mindful of the threats and dangers that are around you, that are in the environment you are cohabitating with. For example, if you go out on a lake, I mean, it's helpful to understand what kind of fish may be in that lake. Like the Loch Ness Monster. Sure, sure. If the Loch Ness Monster were not a hoax, then yeah, okay. It would be helpful to know that the body of water you are deciding to go out on and do some casual fishing in is being shared with the Loch Ness Monster. And that might be dangerous because it may decide it wants to eat you. Or even if it doesn't want to eat you, then maybe it destroys your boat. Maybe you're not as strong of a swimmer as you thought. You know, these are things to be mindful of. I like the implication that all that we need to defend ourselves against Nessie is a life preserver. I mean, well, unless Nessie decides to eat you maybe nessie's repelled by bright orange <laughs> I, maybe <laughs> sorry maybe nessie's repelled by non-believers i don't fucking know that's astoundingly coherent holy <laughs> shit <laughs> explains why none of those scientists found her but anyway yeah. you were bringing up jungle sorry. hazards not ireland hazards uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so on october 31st of this year there was a man and two friends uh, the one man in particular, 30 years old, they went out fishing on a lake. and In, in Brazil, right? In Brazil, yes. Okay. And some bees uh, ended up swarming them, and they freaked out. That's problematic. Yeah, different people have different takes on bees. Some people are just, you know, naturally afraid of bees. They, they fear getting stung. Other people are a bit more mellow about it. Some people are reasonably afraid of bees because they have allergies, for example. Makes sense. Okay. I, I don't know which one applies here. What I do know is all three people jumped out of the boat into the water in order to flee the swarm of bees. Anywhere but Brazil, that sounds like a reasonable idea. Or maybe Ireland. Double check for Nessie, but I mean, yeah. I I'm sure there's dangerous things in a lot of waters. North America may be a little less so, but even then still, because I mean, if, if you're just diving into the water in the Everglades to escape bees. Crocodiles. That's dangerous. Okay, I see, I see. Yeah, the waters here in particular were infested with piranhas. Mm, that'll get you. Fuck. Uh, one of them specifically, it literally did. Uh, he was attacked by piranhas. He died. They recovered his body later. The other two friends, they swam to shore as fast as they could, and they made it to shore without any injuries. Well, I'm glad two people got away from this. This is That's really unfortunate. What the fuck? Yeah. So that's really weird because this is the type of extreme circumstance that you normally hear in like as a punchline to something. 
Like you're running away from bees and then you're attacked by piranhas. It's like, what? The, how the fuck did they report on this? What's your source? Uh, Yahoo News, apparently. The headline is literally, man eaten by piranhas after jumping into lake to escape bees. Yeah, that's a pretty solid no bullshit headline. Like that's exactly what you get out of that article. Yeah. And they've got this ridiculous, not ridiculous, but they have this very intimidating picture of a piranha just like staring at the camera, like trying to bite it. Okay. That's a uh, damn, damn. Yeah. Okay. So other unusual deaths. Because there are unusual deaths that are happening all the time. And I'm sure I can come up with more, but we're just going to cover a few that were easy to find. Is this one related to Disevidentia? I would say a bit, kind of, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, a bit, maybe, kind of? So there, there's some details, there's some nuance, and there's ways that you can interpret this. In one interpretation, absolutely. In another interpretation, not so much. So anyway, to the story. This one was in India. 25-year-old man. He wanted to have sex with a partner, and he did not have a condom on hand. Okay, so they just did some heavy petting, maybe some mouth stuff. Okay, fine. No. Oh. They, they absolutely wanted to have penetrative intercourse, but they absolutely did not want to do it without condoms. or it, like They wanted to do something. So they're safety conscious. Okay. Yeah, very, very, very. They knew that doing it without some form of contraceptive was off the table, but they also knew that sex was definitely happening. Oh, so they got clever? They did something? They went to the store? They bought some condoms? Uh... God, that would have been so much better. No, the guy instead decided to use epoxy resin on himself to seal himself up. The dude glued his dick hole? That's holy. another way to put it, yeah. Holy shit. He glued his dick up. Like, all over? Just the tip? What? what? The, the, the report did not elaborate on the amount of epoxy resin that was used. Just that it was used. And uh, then they proceeded to have sex. Okay, so it wasn't a total failure. Yeah, well, in the immediate context, it sounds like it worked. Okay, so then it's safe for me to epoxy my dick. Absolutely not. Oh. Don't do that. Like, just, just don't do that. So, I mean, that raises some questions as to how you get the epoxy off of yourself after all of this happens. But he didn't even get that far. So he was found dead the next day. Oh, shit. Yeah, he went to sleep and the, the details as to whether or not the epoxy was still on him or not is, uh, again, unclear. Yeah, he was found dead the very next day. Authorities stated that the contraceptive caused multiple organ failure. Now, exactly how you get multiple organ failure from epoxy on your junk is a bit beyond me. I'm not a doctor. Maybe a doctor could tell me. But I don't understand how these things connect. Nevertheless, the authorities reported it. They did, and this is the part where you can start making some inferences. They did say that the couple had a history of drug abuse and were under the effects of drugs that night. Oh, okay. So he probably just died from drugs with epoxy on his dick. They're... Is that sentiment, yes. The family is trying to demand that a more thorough investigation takes place because they believe the drugs played a larger role than the contraception. So if I don't do drugs and just put epoxy on my dick, I'm probably fine. I still don't recommend it, but maybe I'm not <laughs> sufficiently an expert to make that call. <laughs> uh, okay, well, surely this story can't get any more weird. Um, so, okay, that story specifically... Uh, it, not so much that that's about everything but for some weird reason this source decided to share a second story that what? was not covered in the headline okay because <laughs> they're like hey yeah this was really weird also this other thing was really weird and they're not wrong so uh, they say that a man died after revenge biting a baby snake i'm sorry revenge biting yes like 
he bit the snake back? So Doesn't that leave him close enough to get bitten by the snake, like, on the mouth or some shit? I literally guess. What? So the, the story goes that he was bit by a snake... Uh, presumably out in like in his yard or something i don't know but but in india like they have cobras there uh well they didn't clarify if this was in india i don't know where this happened okay, Just, okay. yeah but it, it happened somewhere uh the snake is indeed venomous and uh so he got bit presumably out in his yard or something like that he recovered from the bite somehow and was angry enough about this that he went out captured the snake brought it in and then just grabbed a hold of it and bit into it because he was like fuck you i'm gonna bite you back i'm the apex person i don't fucking know I, i'm not gonna try to get too into this mental state yeah don't get into the mental state of disevidential sufferers you don't bite snakes not a good idea and it might not even be disevidential he might have been like affected by whatever the snake venom was maybe it was a neurotoxin right maybe i if don't know if you're suffering from neurotoxins you might not be thinking clearly so exactly as you said earlier when you bite into a snake you especially one that has not had anything done to it to render it unconscious uh, yeah yeah it's pretty much in prime striking distance to your face uh, oh god he was bit on the face by this venomous snake more than 10 times oh well that'll do it yeah it did wow okay so i didn't expect to learn that this episode but i now have a moral i can take away from this don't bite snakes without restraining them I've learned something. Thank you very much. You know, just taking revenge on wildlife. Maybe that's uh, it's not a really good thing to do in the first place. Yeah, but I have a feeling that if like I bite a squirrel, right, I'm going to have better results than that. Sure. I mean, better results, but like... It's still useless. It's it's an animal. The fuck do you think you're doing with revenge? I don't know. I, I think Herman Melville has some words on this. Was the snake white and sinking his boat? Uh, probably not sinking his boat. White? I don't know. It wasn't in the report. Oh, God, you went full Moby Dick. <laughs> okay, okay. But surely there's nothing else animal related that's going to be just ridiculous and causing deaths this year. Uh, well, okay, okay, okay. I got one more. I mean, I... Oh, this one better be good. Th there's more than one more, but we'll, we'll just go one more. Just one more. So this one happened in uh, Catalina, Spain. There is a statue of a stegosaurus i guess that counts it's animal like it's a yeah. statue of an animal okay yeah, yeah an extinct animal but still yeah yeah so uh apparently it is a paper mache statue and uh there was a father-son group that like noticed an unusual smell and so they did some investigating and they found somebody inside one of the legs of this paper mache statue and so they went to get help and the contact of the authorities the authorities came over recovered the body and the person was already dead the way that he was in there it looked like he tried to crawl in to reach after something that was at the bottom of the statue's foot on the inside and the first thought people had was oh he was probably reaching for like a phone or something that he dropped after they recovered the body they did in fact confirm there was a cellular phone at the bottom of the statue's foot so it seems that somehow he he lost his phone in the leg of the statue, went in headfirst after it, got himself stuck, and managed to stay there for over a day, unable to get help where he died. The fuck? So, I mean, we're talking about unusual deaths here, and, I mean, somebody getting stuck somewhere and then dying as a result of it, I mean, that type of thing happens often enough, but it still kind of gets an honorary mention because it was inside the leg of a Stegosaurus statue. Yeah, it's not epoxy dick, but that's pretty ridiculous. I feel for this guy. 
It sucks that he got stuck in a stegosaurus and died. And the irony of being just a little ways from your phone to be able to call for help. Ugh, that's gotta suck a lot. Do we know how long he was in there? Over a day. Sounds like he was deprived of air somehow. Maybe his body was physically blocking the air and he just thought he was going to be fine if somebody noticed him. Or maybe he fell down enough there was enough compression on his ability to breathe. I don't know. The article didn't really go into detail as the exact mechanisms of his death. Didn't even say exactly how long he was in there. Just more than a day. Goodness. Okay, so that's totally ridiculous. I feel for most of these people. I mean, some of these people brought it on themselves. Some of these people are dumping it on others. Fuck Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. Trying to get people killed. It's so easy to get killed. It's believing true things will help prevent that most of the time. And then other times you just get attacked by bees in piranha-infested waters. Yep. Totally not his fault. No. Smashing sound. Smashing sound. Fuck. Thanks to Keldar for video and graphics work, and thanks to AlphaWolf294 for transcription. Thanks to our new Patreon supporter, Rachel Walters. Thanks to all of our Patreon supporters. Our supporters at the Evidence Investigator level or higher include Jared, Ducktape, Keldar, Stephen Larrabee, and Kaiju Helena. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a review, or tell a friend. If you aren't sure where to do that, you can read the show notes, transcripts, and listen online at disevidentia.com. Support us financially at patreon.com slash disevidentia. You can talk to us on our subreddit, r slash disevidentia. Tweet at us at disevidentia. Or you can chat with us or watch our podcast on our Discord server or on YouTube. Links in the show notes. Or you can email us at contact at disevidentia.com. Copyright 2021, Blacktop Studios, Inc. Intro music was slow by Pidex, used with permission.